innovative often duplicated when enough people get on the trend i elevate it make it way harder for them to follow what i take it hard to swallow like a lozenger lodged in your trachea goodness gracious bruh i can never make this up so just take your stuff rake it up and take the bus never fake the funk you painted skunks you played enough i'm lifting bars to outer space so the weight is up Fight. WHUPLP, Hillsborough, North Carolina, the center of the known world. Welcome to the Cage Side Concussion Cast. My name is Jeff Shaw, and boy, yesterday was the best day I had in a long time. I'm so excited for the show today. And whether you were joining us uh, live on the radio, whether you were joining us on the internet, whether you were joining us in a van driving back from Atlanta, I welcome you, and I welcome you to talk to myself, the one and only Trevor Hayes, and the one and only intern Chris. Say hi to the good people, guys. Go Panthers. <laughs> something, something, keep pounding. Although, actually, on a serious note, I want to give a shout-out to my best friend, Jeff Loken. His girlfriend just went into labor mm. this morning, so later on today or hopefully tomorrow, I can go fist bump their little baby girl. There's going to be a little Loki in the building? There's Dude, gonna... I'm stoked, man. Oh, that's, uh, it's going to be a future con- like politician or something. That's so, tremendous. Like, it'll make a difference in the world in a good way. That is know. tremendous. Congratulations yeah. to Jeff. That's awesome. Um, we're coming to you live on 104.7 FM, streaming live at whoopfm.org. We have a really packed show for you today. We're going to talk about Muay Thai, both uh, a training gathering and competition. We're going to talk about jiu-jitsu. We're going to talk about the IBJJF Atlanta Open. We're going to talk about the Pro Jitsu card on April 2nd, which we're going to announce, uh, which we're very excited to do exclusively. Thanks to the Pro Jitsu guys for hooking us up with that. We're going to talk about upcoming concussion cast events, including our live event May 1st, including our Valentine's show next weekend. And we're going to have Rob, the Lord humongous aka rob austin from the big jiu-jitsu podcast calling all the way from wiesbaden germany i don't know if i pronounced that right don't it sounds close enough but don't i'll take your word for it yeah you know we're talking better than i do (laughs) we're just gonna pretend i did rob can correct me if he wants and in in just a few minutes uh the triangle jiu-jitsu team hoist gracie crew is driving back in uh from atlanta as we speak in a 15 passenger van it's we're gonna have seth champ my coach host gracie black belt former concussion gas guest call and help us uh recap that event but first, we're going to get right into the news segment. So if we missed anything, I mean, as packed as this weekend was, let us know. We're on Twitter and on Instagram at CagesideWhoop. Intern Chris is going to be updating with some live tweets and some live... Direct hate mail directly to Chris Rivoli. You know it. <laughs> Always Just doing my job. Love letters, hate mail, uh, you know, email bombs, all that stuff. You can shout us out on the CagesideWhoop hashtag as well. Our email is CagesideWhoop at gmail.com, and we're on Facebook at Cageside Radio. Uh, we're going to post some great stuff to Facebook today, guys, so be sure to check that out. You can always subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher. Catch the replay there as well. You can catch the replay at whoopfm.org. And you should also subscribe to us. And if you like the show, leave us a review. So getting right into the news. So Trevor, you had a Muay Thai gathering of a lot of community Muay Thai folks. And I wanted you to talk about that. What happened? Yeah. When was that? How did um, that come about? Yesterday, it was over at Eight Points Muay Thai in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. It was hosted by my good friend, Chris Clodfelter, who was a guest on the show uh, a while ago, and um, so we're starting to do a once a month uh, sparring day there, um, where it's just invite only. Uh, anybody can come; doesn't matter if you're uh, an MMA guy or a Muay Thai guy, a kickboxer. Come on in. Um, you'll have new people to work with. Uh, like at that gym, we had pro Muay Thai fighters, we had WKA and IKF champions, lots of experience. Um, I brought down a handful of uh, guys from my program. Um, uh, some cats from Gracie Raleigh, like Daniel Branch came down that you met. Um, 
then there even some guys came in from Charlotte. Uh, I think overall in that sparring session we had thirty people packed mm, in there and awesome. knocked out thirty rounds of sparring. They did. I did like twelve because <laughs> you're, you're I, smart. Enjoy eating. Apparently, I enjoy eating vegan cake too much. I, su- I surprised Trevor with my celebratory vegan cake. Trevor and Ninja Chris are both eating yeah. vegan cake, so Eric Brudeau somewhere is, is, is smiling, <laughs> and, and but, he um, doesn't even know why. Yeah, so if you are a Muay Thai practitioner, um, it doesn't matter if you own the gym. You know, come on out. Bring your guys out. You know, it's it's a great— Oh, we even had uh, my good friend Jeff Grady was uh, in town from Charleston, South Carolina. He brought guys up. So it was a great group, just people from all over. Um and so we're really just trying to get a, a Muay Thai scene going uh, in the Carolinas. You know, the uh, like up north has a great Muay Thai scene. Uh, we're here. A lot of people kind of try to do their own thing instead of working with each other. Kind of. So you have the jiu-jitsu guys that are always working together, you know, mm-hmm. where the Muay Thai guys, you don't get that very much. And Chris and I kind of believe that, hey, you know, if we just work together, yeah, it'll be good. And we know down the line we'll have friends fight each other. But guess what? That's part of the life we chose you know mm-hmm. we're not professional patty cakers for nothing mm-hmm. so um, and, and you know as somebody who doesn't do Muay Thai it was still just a really awesome thing for me to see those photos popping up of all those like dozens of guys having a good time oh, practicing the, the art they yeah. love and and so this is something that it sounds like you're planning on doing more of yeah it's going to be uh, held once a month um, I'll keep everyone uh, in the loop I think we'll shoot it for like mainly like the beginning of the month something like that just a good way to get the thing going from the beginning of the month um and I can't wait to the next one. You know, we're all hanging out. We're all grubbing out afterwards. And it just it felt great to have a sense of uh, community with the Muay Thai. Uh, so it, it, was, it was something else. I was really happy to be a part of it. And when Trevor has the next one planned, we'll post that to our Facebook and all our social media. Come and stuff. punch me. So, yeah. Come punch Trevor in the face. Who doesn't Who doesn't want to do that? <laughs> Don't punch him in the liver, though. That really hurts. Nah, I'm okay with that. So, so speaking of the North Carolina Muay Thai scene, we have a, an alum of the North Carolina, Carolina Muay Thai scene. Well, he, he was a, he's a jiu-jitsu guy. He was a jiu-jitsu scene guy. Who turned into a Muay Thai fighter? Like it's so cool to see that. Yeah, Mike because, Santos yeah. Um, last night de- defended his belt. He's he's the he's living in Denver now, and he had a uh, he's the mile high Muay Thai welterweight champion. And last night he defended his belt, I believe, for the first time. He won the belt mm-hmm. a few months back, mm-hmm. and see, like that fight is on Facebook, and so we're going to share that as soon as the show's over. But right now, we just want to congratulate Mike, who's a great guy, trains hard. It's really nice. Yeah, to see it, him it's great success. to see uh, his evolution. Because I, I remember first meeting him, he was just a jiu jitsu guy. Then he was starting to understand striking for MMA, and now he's gotten a real passion for Muay Thai, mm-hmm. and his level has just gone through the roof. It's great to see. So that's awesome, and so that's our Muay Thai segment. Um, we have a bunch of jiu-jitsu news to get to. We have two really big jiu-jitsu news items, so I think we're going to go right into that. First, we're going to have uh, the, we're gonna, we, the IBJJF Atlanta Open was yesterday. And uh, Team Hoist Gracie, North Carolina, a bunch of other, Gracie Raleigh, uh, uh, Team Hubao Carioca, and uh, the Charlotte Jiu-Jitsu Academy all brought schools, or brought, 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 brought fighters. And so it was awesome to have a bunch of North Carolina people just drive down there and uh, performed really well. Like, uh, Team Hoist Gracie took seventh in team points, which is really it's awesome. Sig- it's super significant when you consider that Atlanta is um, the head of Alliance, one of the biggest competition Jiu-Jitsu teams. Mm-hmm. And Roberto Travin, BJJ, is also down there, headquartered in Atlanta. And so to have like us um, compete on that level was spectacular. And one of the leaders of the team was my coach, Seth Champ, who's been a guest on the podcast before. And I see is calling in right now. So we're going to put Seth on the air. Do we have Seth Champ, Black Belt under Hoist Gracie uh, in a van calling in? Do we have you on the air? Uh, Do we not? I thought I heard something. Seth? Seth, are you there? 
Is he calling from the other side? Nah. In quotations, by Adele. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's weird. All right, well, uh, so we're going to try we and get... a technical snafu. We have a, yeah, we're experiencing... Oh, oh, wait, wait. Oh, oh okay, oh, that's they, a bummer. All up. right, uh, so we, we, had a, we experienced some technical difficulties. Seth, please call back. Uh, but so in the meantime, while we're waiting for Seth to call back, we'll talk about some of the, the outstanding performances from folks that were, were not on Seth's team. I want to shout out some guys from Gracie Raleigh. Al Moss from Gracie Raleigh uh, took gold in the, at the Blue Belt Division, and so that was cool. And Ed Madison from Gracie Raleigh took double golds, which means uh, he won both his weight class and he won the absolute. Which oh, that's was, cool. Two people from uh, the area getting double gold. Yeah, that's exactly. That's great, yeah. Exactly. Um, and then this guy, I know, he's like a vegan assassin or something like that. He got a gold medal. He's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I, don't know I think he co-hosts or he hosts a radio show, and he has a really dim-witted co-host that gets hit in the head. I don't know. Oh, From what I, I heard, he's a swell guy. You're a super smart, but you're a super smart co-host, Trevor. Like what Trevor's thought. Like the <laughs> Trevor only, is smart. Trevor is good. No, do, what is that? That's some kind of quote from something. I don't know. Do you want to know? You don't know why Trevor? How you know, do you want to know how Trevor and intern Chris know that I, I took gold at the uh, at the Atlanta Open yesterday? Because you're wearing it. I'm like wearing in a rap video. I actually. have haven't taken it off since uh, since I got on the podium. It was a, it was it, in all seriousness. It was it was a super fun experience for me to go out and 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 win gold. I had two matches. They were both really tough matches. It's always more satisfying, like if you don't mow through somebody, if, mm-hmm. you, if you fight somebody that's tough. And uh, so I had two two guys that were really 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 good skilled competitors, and I was able to emerge victorious. And I saw they did not give you points for the Baram Yolo, no, dude. I like. I mean, I don't want to complain because I I uh, I uh, I. Uh, you know, I, because I did win, but like, man, I, there were, there was definitely some points that I thought I should have gotten <laughs> that I did not get, and so I was a super bummed. So Seth is having a tough time call uh, getting getting uh, getting on the air. He's uh, getting the studio answering machine. So I think we're probably just gonna just gonna just gonna move on with this segment. Oh, that's uh, a bummer. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I don't know what's going on. Um, we try, but sometimes things happen and snafu. Where's Bob when you need him? <laughs> yeah, right. Come on, Bob. <laughs> so a couple of other people. He's gonna come barging into the door. Like, you say my name and. Tears his shirt off and it's got Wolf FM <laughs> on his chest. It's like, oh man. Yeah, you know, Bob. Bob actually is now uh, is super triangle famous now because he's on the cover of the uh, of the, uh, the like, Independent Weekly. Yeah, I saw it in the coffee shop across the street where we meet at. Uh, they had like an article up with his face on it. The other people, I'm like, man, like, where's our love? Yeah. Like, we're we're kind of we're kind of a big deal for this station. I thought. Yeah, <laughs> right. We are kind of a big deal. Do you know who we are? <laughs> you know, in all seriousness, we have an intern. All right, come, yeah, on. come on. We're kind of, we're kind of the redheaded stepchildren of the station. We're like they have all these respectable shows where it's like <laughs> the, right yeah, they're respectable shows and then there's us yeah right the, the shows that play music the shows that talk to authors about books and then there's the the face punching and and, and choking guys uh, <laughs> but so so uh like to, to 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 end our segment so like we posted so another person won one double gold so I, I i you know i was really proud to win a gold medal for triangle jiu-jitsu my teammate kim rice won double gold which means she won her weight class won absolute Kim also um, submitted all of her opponents. She had six matches wow. and submitted all of her opponents, which is, you know, o- only surprising if you don't know Kim. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so super proud to train with her. Um, we've posted a list on our Facebook page that's up right now. If you go there, face- facebook.com slash Radio, that has a list of all of the local competitors that uh, that won, local North Carolina competitors who won gold, or won gold silver, or bronze medals. If yeah, we, I know my buddy John Wood that I get to work out, he went two and one, but he didn't even 
that br- he got bronze. Oh, he, he did got, get bronze. He got a oh, bronze. Okay. Yeah. So John Wood got. Oh, bronze. Wait, I didn't see him on the list. Yeah, I, I probably, I, I probably Good failed job. on that. Uh, I got, I got to go back and add John Wood. Sorry, John. No, I just because I saw that he went two and one. I didn't see if he got a medal or not. And I was like, man, must have been like a deep division. Yeah, the adult blue belt divisions are really deep. But but yeah. John, I believe, did get a bronze medal. I coached him for one of his matches, and he not that he, not that needed my help, but 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 he also did that with. He goes in for surgery on his hand on Monday. John does. Yeah, he like he messed up his hand. Oh, he does a lot of the face punching. Um, oh, that's too bad. And uh, so he uh, messed it up pretty good, and he goes in for surgery like this coming week. So kudos to him for doing that with the messed up hand. Yeah, props to John. And then you were telling me the cool story about Nakapon against yeah. Rafael. Dos- I guess we have time to kill because Seth well, is having technical difficulties. Well, we can get into the pro jitsu card in a second. Yeah. But like, yeah, but let's th- th- like uh, actually let's tell one Nakapon story. Well, we have to have a Nakapon story. Everybody <laughs> wants to hear Nakapon story. So I actually have two Nakapon stories that I'll tell. So Nakapon uh, grappled Rafael dos Anjos. And uh, went to ref's decision with him, which was amazing. And what made it all the more impressive, not only that Rafael dos Anjos is a beast, but Nakapon, through a little freak accident, injured his knee two minutes into the match, so couldn't stand up. And, uh, and, and yet still managed to tie him and lose by ref's decision. And I'm told that the ref, because Nakapon is, is a happy... Dude, always smiling. Just yeah. always smiling. Just a pleasure to be around. And the rest like, you know, it looked like you could, you know, I, I gave the decision to him because it looked like he needed it more. It looked like you could take it more, more easily. <laughs> it's like, I on. think it's because that guy had like a fancy <laughs> UFC belt. Yeah, somewhere. maybe, but. maybe. So the other knockabout story that I haven't even told you, Trevor, this is awesome. So like I go up on the podium, right? Did the, did the laundry machine break down at the hotel? You guys did laundry on his abs? <laughs> no, although, although you know, <laughs> I mean, what the, the like knockabout is, you, you could, if you haven't seen knockabout oh, yeah, abs, you could. I recommend it. Uh, so, so I have a giant knockabout poster in my room. <laughs> if, if, if we, should put, we should put one up we in the studio. To. We should put up a knockabout. <laughs> we're, we're trying to get, like I'm talking, to, you know, spoilers. I'm tr- I'm, we're we're uh, talking to knockabout about getting him on the concussion cast carnival card against an opponent that you will be interested in. So so one knockabout story and then we'll get into the pro jitsu announcement. Um which is so so um so I, I took gold and uh you know what what happens at a tournament like this when you take gold they try and find everybody that's in your division and they put you on the podium and they take a picture. Now I have this flag for Cage Side MMA, our Cage Side Fight Company and Toro BJJ, you know, who are awesome local sponsors that support me, that support a lot of my teammates, support a lot the of whole local communities. Yeah. So exactly, Boomer, I encourage you guys to go into the into the archive and check out our interview with Boomer, learn about how he got started. So I have this flag that I always like to hold on the podium. Now the IBJJF has changed the rules, so you can no longer do that. You can no longer hold up a flag from your sponsors. Which is a bummer for the official photo. But the lady was really cool. And the lady was like, okay, well, let me take my official photo. And then afterward, you can have just your own photo with you holding up your flag and and stuff like that. And so that's cool. So we do that. And the other guys are leaving. Uh, And so I'm just going to get a photo of me on the podium, lonely, with my flag. And Nakapon, who no one can say no to, is like, guys, 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 it's it's his friend's company. You've got to get back on the podium. (laughs) And like Nakapon, through black belt Jedi mind trick magic, (laughs) gets these dudes back on the podium. And... uh, and uh, and and so th- so that was super fun, and you can see that on my Facebook page, and maybe we'll post it to the to the show as well. So just in summary, like I want to shout out all my teammates from Triangle Jiu Jitsu in Durham, North Carolina. Like, we had we took a, a, more than a dozen people. Everybody competed. A bunch of people came home with medals. But even you know, if you got on the mat, you won. And if you competed, you deserve to be proud of yourself. And I am super proud of you. I know Seth is as well. And I'm sorry that for some reason Seth is calling in and getting the answering machine instead of live on the air. I really wanted to have Seth live on the air to talk about that. But I want to say big thanks to Seth. For for uh, building an awesome team that I'm proud to be a part of, and big thanks to all of my teammates and training partners. That it was really cool to see that that group yeah. picture and everyone was all medaled up and blinged out. So proud of those guys, man! So proud of those guys, and everybody fought 
awesome. I couldn't mm-hmm. be prouder of those those guys, and I know Seth is as well. So speaking of jujitsu, and we have one more segment before we get into our segment with the Rob Rob the Lord Humongous from the Big Jujitsu Podcast, which is going to be super exciting. We'll talk about Muay Thai, we'll talk about jujitsu, we'll talk about Sasquatch. It's going to be mad fun. But so the Pro Jitsu guys uh, um, are holding another card, Pro Jitsu Four, on April second, and they have uh, uh, you know they you know where's that going to be held at? It's going to be in Wilmington. It is going to be okay. It's cool. going to be awesome. in Wilmington. We're, there will be a flyer posted on. We're going to post a flyer on our Facebook in about fifteen minutes. Like as soon as we get done with the segment, they will have the information. What was the date? I already you just said it. February what? Uh, no. April. Oh, April. April, <laughs> April second. Golly. April. February is like April. It's just it's um, just a month it's just, away. It's just earlier. <laughs> uh, Feb- wow, that's deep. February is like April, but earlier. <laughs> Yeah, Deep I should talk. <laughs> yeah, Shaw. Exactly. Like Jack Handy, but deeper. <laughs> we need we need to have like a flute like playing yeah. behind me as I say a little crazy stuff like that. This has been the most rambling show yet, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a beautiful thing. I, ever yeah. since you know, like, no, the most rambling show was when we, with Andrew Smith audio didn't work, dude. But, that, the first show we just kind of rambled like yeah, we did. Totally. And it was like, ah, well, let's just figure this out and pull it from our butt. <laughs> so Pro Jitsu, this is Pro Jitsu's fourth card, and it's and and like these guys are excited justifiably so because they have some top level talent that is going to appear on this card. So. The main event is Gibson Saw against Chris Sutton. And if you haven't seen Gibson Saw compete, my goodness, what a get yeah, for that. Out of uh, the SAS Academy in South Carolina. That's correct. Yeah, he's a great guy, an amazing competitor. And then terrific yeah. teacher, too, yeah. by the way. Great teacher from what I've seen. So, and, and, you know, so, you know, people that know Gibson know how bad that a dude Gibson is. Mm-hmm. If you don't know how bad a dude Gibson is, I encourage you to Google Gibson Saw versus Hector Lombard, where you see Hector Lombard. Yes. Um, the UFC fighter going up against Gibson and spoiler alert not coming out on the winning end yeah and so that's a really big get for those guys and Chris Sutton is also an MMA fighter very athletic dude yeah, former NC State wrestler used to train at Forge Fitness in Raleigh um, yeah both of these guys both have a, a history of competing in, in MMA as pro MMA fighters and uh I'm excited for that. Like I, I was reading the card, and I was like, "Oh man, this is really cool." <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I mean, th- those guys are guaranteed, and that is an open weight match that is no gi, and so there will be a lot of movement. Yes. I think they are guaranteed to put on a good show. And seriously, they're both had, very nimble, large men. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I think the Projecto guys are justifiably very excited to have Gibson oh, on that yeah. card, and, uh, and and so I'm excited for them. Another and then the co-main show. event is, woo! Yeah, you want to say something about the co-main? Yeah, event? Uh, we have. Uh, former uh, women's UFC title challenger Sarah McMahon. Man, what, <laughs> dude? That's that's super exciting. Also, Olympic silver medalist. Olympic, yeah, Olympic silver medalist. Uh, that's right in wrestling against uh, Amber Sink, and she and Amber is a great competitor. You know, she's very tenacious. So I'm ex- I'm excited to see the top game of Sarah against uh, Amber working off her back because I know that like Amber just works and works and works and will just be shooting for submissions everywhere. Yeah, Amber competes all the time. She competes very regularly and so that's that's a really exciting co-made event. I know everybody, I mean like I, I you know, to have a UFC title contender on on the card is another big get for the Pro Jitsu guys. That is also a no-gi match. So that'll be that'll be really fun. So there's a co-co main event between that is a black belt versus brown belt gi match between uh, Brian Edwards and Brian Crandell, the Battle of the Brians. When I saw the the Crandall, I thought Cranston for a second. Oh, and I was like, what? The, the guy from Breaking, Breaking he, Bad? He's gonna what? be on Pro Jitsu in the five. middle. What? Yeah, he's gonna be on Pro Jitsu five. <laughs> I, dude, that's he's just probably... my brain today, man. It's worse than ever. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like, and I, yeah, I think it, like, and a spoiler alert for Pro Jitsu five. Uh, uh, Ed O'Neill versus Brian Cranston. Ed, <laughs> well, that would that would be a mismatch. But but like one of the one of the things that the guys wanted me to mention is like so they tried to get uh, former UFC fighter and Grappler's Crest champion and longtime great grappler Jeff Munson um, on the show, and he is committed to Pro Jitsu Five, which is oh, wow. super exciting. That's awesome. And the the only reason and here's, here's okay. So two funny things about that. First of all. 
Um, the only reason he couldn't do Projitsu 4 is because he's committed to Russian Dancing with the Stars. So Jeff Munson, the snowman, is going to be on Russian Dancing with the Stars, which is awesome enough, right? It, it's interesting, man. I know, Twinkle like, Toes. Yeah, um, I, are, I don't, I'm speechless about that. Yeah, no, I saw that and I was like, I, I, I had to read it like three times to make sure that I was reading it correctly. But but he is committed to Projitsu 5. And so we're gonna, when we post, so we're going to post this flyer, the Projitsu flyer, and all the entire card on our Facebook page. And when we post that card, we want people to give suggestions for who they might like to see Jeff Munson grapple. So if there's a local black belt, maybe, that you think would make a great match with, 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 uh, with Jeff Munson, post us those suggestions. We'll pass them along to the Projitsu guys who I'm sure are going to be going to be uh, following this um pretty closely so there's too mat there's too many matches on the projects card for us to go over um in in too much detail so i'm going to cite just two or three other matches that i think we should watch for and then we're going to post the entire card on there, there seems to be page. some some weight discrepancies that mm -hmm. i'm noticing on here like the so sam vanderslice versus jamie pickett great match both brown belts both active mma fighters it says 156. Those guys are big. Those guys are like 85 or higher. And then and then you have my friends uh, Shelton Sales versus Jeremy uh, Sweezow at 260. <laughs> Those guys both walk yeah. around like 170. <laughs> I think maybe that might be a misprint. I think that looks at that's the Luke Humphreys Thomas Sibley matches that the two is yeah. the 260. But like so, I'm glad you mentioned the Sweezow versus Shelton match because that is going to be a really exciting. That's match. That's exciting. And that uh, is also a no. And match. then I saw Shonuff the master. Is that the same Shonuff that worked at Cade side? No, different guy. I, different I thought guy. I thought the okay. same thing. And like he's like uh, so. I, I was thinking it might either be that guy or it was Harold Hubbard <laughs> being Harold Hubbard. <laughs> that could also be, but it is neither. It is in fact neither of those guys. It is is a different cat that who's. Can I at least see a picture of this guy versus Tim Harrell because like, I'm guessing Tim will probably walk out in that kabuki mask or something like probably. that. Probably. I think it's going to be the battle of the walkouts, the battle of the ridiculous walkouts. Uh, <sighs> the two other matches that I want to say. No, it, Sorry, that yeah. just... Yeah. <laughs> it slipped out of Trevor. So like, uh, so I'm drunk on vegan cake. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> He's not responsible. He's drunk on vegan cake. So we're gonna have Rob the Lord Humongous call in in just a second. Um, but like, I want there's there's three other matches that I want to shout out as things that I'm excited about. First of all, Chris Luter is on the card versus Mark Dillon, and Luter yes. is Luter is extremely fun to watch. Um, you know, I've competed against him a bunch, seen him compete a bunch. He's a high volume, high energy, really intense competitor. Trains hard and is really fun. So that's gonna be an awesome match. Um, Eugene Cabanu, uh, which is spelled Seppo, but it's pronounced, but it's, uh, it's Cabanu, is going up against uh, my roommate Alex Cummings in a gi match. Now, those guys both competed in the Pro Jitsu Blue Belt No Gi tournament. Um, they both medaled. Eugene won. Alex got bronze. But they didn't actually grapple each other, which is unfortunate. Ooh. And so, like, because both of those guys, I think that's going to be a great match. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a real contrast in styles. Eugene is a big, strong guy, heavy top game. Alex has a really sick guard. A Alex is. Yeah, he has great uh, space making abilities with his chest. He has a strong grip from uh, rock climbing. He, dude, Alex just guns for submissions like yeah, nobody's business. Yeah. No, Alex, Alex fights like he's late for lunch. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm excited for that match. I think that'll be a really exciting match. And the last match I want to talk about, and again, we're going to post the entire card on our Facebook page at Cage Side Radio, is my man Brian Freeman, who's Team Hoist Gracie yes. Southern Pines, is going to fight Mike Fink in an open weight gi match at Blue Belt. Now, both Brian and Mike are in wheelchairs. But, dude, this is going to be an awesome match. Um, and Brian is really, really fun to watch. And he's a sick grappler. Like, if you've grappled with him, like, I've grappled with him a bunch. Brian submitted me. He's, you know, got a really slick, tricky game. Nobody trains harder. Nobody loves jiu-jitsu more. No one loves Brian. Like, I'm, I'm, nobody, I mean, everyone loves Brian. God, I'm sorry, Brian. <laughs> everyone, everyone loves you, Brian. I'm sorry. Everyone loves you and your wheelchair. I'm sorry. 
I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm totally not going to audio no, edit that. I, I love Brian. <laughs> I just came out and said nobody loves Brian. Uh, you oh, know. my God. Yeah, I'm going to Photoshop. Everyone him. loves Brian Freeman. I'm going to I'm gonna Photoshop Brian into the every, Everybody Loves Raymond poster now. <laughs> we have to do that. I feel like I owe it to him. God, I am such a jerk. Uh, so anyway, so thanks very much to the Pro Jitsu guys. Like, this is this looks to be a really exciting event. Like, I'm very, like, I'm super stoked for them to have gotten such good talent. I'm going to get run over by card. a handicapped accessible bus when I walk <laughs> out of here. Yeah, you know, like, we, it's, it's really every, every day, every time we do the show, I'm super grateful that we have a combination lock on both doors. I know. So that like when it when like when when Cody was called called Brandon Garner a midget, oh. and I was like, oh my god, I'm so glad the door's locked. Um, anyway, so that is going to be April second. That's Pro Jitsu Four. We're going to post all this info on our Facebook page. Be sure to check that out, you guys, and we will post the entire card on that Facebook page. And so now, um, so we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna see if our if our technological experience is going to allow us because um we're really excited to you know as jujitsu podcasters and guys who love jujitsu martial arts um it's always really exciting to talk to another person who loves that as well and calling in right now on skype is the man the legend uh the progenitor of the pro of the big jujitsu podcast fellow sasquatch lover rob the lord humongous rob how are you doing doing good how are you guys doing Oh, oh, dude. oh man, I can see Rob's face via technology. This is yeah, so cool. Yeah, it's it's a small miracle. It's a small miracle. How, how do you pronounce Weisbaden? It is Wiesbaden, actually. Wiesbaden. So you, I was listening earlier, and you did have it. So that's perfect. Okay, good. I speak. I'm, I speak. So I speak sauerkraut. That you're wearing your Captain America shirt right now. Do oh, you, do you uh, wear that everywhere with like American flag like pants everywhere on base? Uh, uh kind of. I mean, uh, it was more for I knew I was going to be on the show with Trevor today, so I had to throw my Captain America shirt on. You know, I have my Captain America socks in my bag, and I'm utterly regretting my decision not to, <laughs> not to have to my Captain America socks yeah. on. So, uh, so Rob, thank you so much for calling in, man. It's really good, uh, really good, to not only to, to, to have this miracle jetpack where we can see your face. Sorry, the listeners can't. <laughs> so, oh, well, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. It's, it's awesome to be on the show. I've been listening to it from the beginning. You guys have done an outstanding job. Oh, you stop, you big <laughs> man. You. <laughs> You're too kind. And for like, we're going we're gonna to promote this throughout the show, but like, you guys check out Rob's uh, podcast at Big Jiu-Jitsu. Is it BigJiuJitsu.com? Yes, it is. BigJujitsu.com. He has a lot of episodes. Trevor's been on there twice, I believe. Is it twice now? Yes, that's right. We yeah. did the one that we filmed in your car like after a couple beers, I think, or recorded it, <laughs> and then the professional call-in one. So for listeners that might not be familiar with you, uh, let's talk about your martial arts journey first and then how you got into how you parlayed that martial arts journey into podcasting. Well, it actually uh, starts out a while back. Um, I'll give like the super condensed version because it can get real crazy. But um, I started wrestling... Ooh, dropped my headphones. Uh, I started wrestling at Fuquay Verena High School back in 2000. Only did two years there and drove by this Taekwondo school that was right down the road from the high school and said, huh, I've always wanted to kick people, so let's, let's see what this is all about. Went in there, got started, so I was splitting my time between wrestling and Taekwondo. Eventually started teaching there, and um, this large man came in with uh, one of our friends and he was a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. It was Brian Mingi. Oh, and the original Sasquatch, he, the original Sasquatch. I'm not, I do not claim to be the Sasquatch. Brian Mingi is the real Sasquatch. So that's, well, let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Yeah. But, um, so we did, uh, we learned some jujitsu. I remember, uh, rolling with him the first time and I was like, oh, you know, I wrestled. I think I'm pretty good. Let's, let's try it. Did a takedown. He choked me out. I said, I probably need to start learning some jujitsu. And uh, started training with Brian, 
when he was teaching out of his house. This was right before he opened up the uh, TFTC Academy in Anger. And stuck with it for a bit. Unfortunately, working in school kind of took over. And I didn't have many skills, so I just Both either taught Taekwondo. Nunchuck skills. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> People who want to eat have to use those skills sometimes to teach and eat. But so... Started teaching Taekwondo in Morrisville. That really cut into my time. Started missing jujitsu, And uh, my only other real claim to fame is that I actually did get to take one class with the famous James Parides. <laughs> That's right. Oh, wow. What did he go? Yes. Did, did he go over the lug wrench? No. Uh, so I went to his house. <laughs> and we, we were set up in the mall. And this little dude comes over and says, hey, you know, you do martial arts? Like, yeah, you know, I did. I'm doing Taekwondo. I did some jujitsu. He's like, oh, well, I teach jujitsu. And really naive me goes, that, well, it's good. I need, I need to train somewhere. He goes, I'm a black belt. I will teach you jujitsu. Go over to his house. He has this one room full of mats. It's really cool. And it was probably the worst class I've ever taken in my life. Mm-hmm. So I never went back. Do you remember what he showed? Uh, I would have to say, I think it was like an arm bar and there was a weird setup for it. Like even me, I was like, eh, that's kind of weird. Let's not do that. <laughs> but, um, I was like, Brian always rolled with me. Neil Weaver always rolled with me. Why won't you roll with me? Yeah. And so, <laughs> so lo yeah. and behold, a few years later you see that and you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I know Trevor wants to ask you about Muay Thai and I want to hear you guys talk about Muay Thai as well, but I also want to know what it was like coming up with Brian Mingy and Neil Weaver and guys, you know, really tough guys from, from the old school days. Uh, well, that was like about 2005, 2006, and it was right when Brian and Neil opened up TFTC. Uh, it was rough. It was really, it was very rough, but it was awesome. And there were I remember going home days after class and just laying there on the couch, thinking, you know, what am I doing? Why am I? Why am I? Why have I agreed to do this? So there was a lot of getting punched in the face. There was a lot of getting you know choked uncon not unconscious but uh it was it was tough and it really helped me build character and that was something i feel like i was lacking for a good while and working with brian and neil really really helped me build that character it's something you don't get from a lot of i guess not really hands-on martial arts but you know the muay thai and the jiu-jitsu really brings that character out of people and, you know, Roy Marsh, somebody I know who you trained with and had experience with, is often fond of saying that jiu-jitsu schools are full of the greatest people in the world because if your ego can't take that, then you leave. And if or you your ego gets tempered, you learn discipline and you you learn discipline and you become a better person. And, you know, I think that's I mean, something that happened to me, too. No, he's absolutely right about that. Uh, a lot of the guys. Yeah, there are a couple guys in jiu-jitsu that have that ego. And it's always there's always going to be that very small percentage but competitions, training, it doesn't matter. The majority of people I've either trained with or competed with, beat or been beaten by, were best buddies after afterwards. So that's the best part of jiu-jitsu and Muay Thai. So what, what, Trevor, you want to talk about Muay Thai? I like to punch stuff, and so does Rob. <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> no, I do. Yeah, um, yeah so... Um, you start out uh, training like Brian, and then um, you were with the Shootbox Academy for a hot minute, man, when you were out in uh, uh, Arizona. Is that right? Arizona? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, you were in um, the Shootbox, and um, uh, you even have the Shootbox tattoo on you because you're super, super official. There it is. Oh, yeah, there yeah. you go. Oh, dude, do that uh, again so I can take a screenshot. 
<laughs> Serious face. Give me the eyebrow. Oh, yeah, buddy. Make love to the camera, Rob. Nice. There you go. <laughs> I, this is where I wish we had the Joe. This is where I wish we had the Joe Rogan video podcast experience, which yeah. is something we could get into. But it's a, it's actually it's really cool. It's almost like having you in studio from Wiesbaden. Yes. Oh yeah. Well. Skype's amazing stuff, and the internet. The internet's amazing. Oh my it's god, so cool! <laughs> so many cat videos. So, what do you yeah. remember from training at Shoot? I mean, like, so tell us about your time at Shootbox. Well, uh, when I was in Virginia, I was stationed in uh, Northern Virginia for a good while, and I got orders to go to Southern Arizona, and I'd been there previously, and I was like, oh god, uh, what the? What, what's there for MMA and jujitsu and you know Muay Thai in in Arizona, especially Southern Arizona? I know we had Benson Henderson, you know, the MMA lab up north, but six miles from Mexico, I don't think there's much. So I pulled it up, and lo and behold, there's uh, Andre Kiez, who's from uh, Shoebox Academy in Curitiba, and moved to the United States with the Checkmat guys, and then opened his own uh, Shoebox school in Arizona. And so I was like, uh, yeah, let's go to that school. <laughs> so I drive, me and my, my wife and I, Chelsea, she... Uh, she tagged along for a two-week road trip from Northern Virginia to Arizona, and that's just proof that we're going to survive because <laughs> she didn't kill me on these two weeks. <laughs> so the day we get to Arizona, after she looks at, she's from Northern Virginia, so there's it's there's a lot of you know malls and shopping. It's just a big urban area, and there's nothing in Sierra Vista. And she goes, "You brought me here." So the day that we got to the hotel, I said, "I need to check this school out." Drove out to the school. Met Andre. Andre said, you got your, your uh, gi in the car? I said, yep. And we rolled. It was awesome. And then Sean Kyle was there eating a roller dog and be like, you want to be friends? And Yeah, absolutely. Happened. Yeah. <laughs> I love that's that pretty guy, much how, He's cool. Yeah. He's hilarious. He's a crazy guy. But working with Andre, um, you know, Brian Mingi and Neil really gave me a really solid base for Muay Thai, and I had a lot of rust with it. But Andre helped me move around because he's a little guy, so I had to learn how to – at least move my head and not get punched in the face as much, which helped out a lot. But it's it was an experience and learned a lot of cool stuff, and that's something I won't trade ever. That's why I got tattooed, and you know, it's going to be a part of me forever. Mm-hmm. Now, um, how is uh, how's the Muay Thai scene out there in Germany? I think we talked about they have more of a uh, like the traditional kickboxing is big out there more so than Muay Thai. Is that what we talked about before? Or uh, Yeah, we, we had talked a little bit about that. The Muay Thai out here is really interesting. Uh, they seem, there's a lot more like K1 rule fights. Yeah, that's what it is. Like yeah. events yeah. and stuff than uh, anything else. Jiu-Jitsu is very sparse out here. It's hard to find jiu-jitsu. Uh, you, you, MMA. Have your, you have your own program now, which is so cool to see, man. Like, I'm following that, and I'm like, oh, oh, Big Rob is a big boy. I love it. <laughs> Let me take a step back and ask you to explain. You guys can explain for the listeners what K, K1 rules are. Like, some guys might not know what, um, the, what that's, that's about and how uh, it distinguishes itself lim- from. Limited clinch. Uh, they don't encourage the uh, full tie plumb with both hands. They encourage, like, single-collar ties. Um, you can only throw a couple knee strikes, then you have to break, and there's no elbows. It's very fast-paced, lots of angles, lots of boxing. Watch guys like uh, Nikki Holskin. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's very they, entertaining. I've not seen a boring K-1 match out yeah. here yet, like yeah. K-1-style match out here yet. These guys are trying to kill each other, and it's mm-hmm. it's good to see. I enjoy it a lot. From what history tells me, the Germans can be kind of intense people at times. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a Just little. Just a little bit. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> so, but you, so you said the MMA scene. Like you said the jiu-jitsu scene is rather sparse. And how's the yes. MMA scene? Uh, MMA scene is actually pretty new as well. They just started kind of like accepting MMA as a sport, 
and it was kind of along the same lines of right after the UFC with John McCain saying, oh, it's human, you know, cockfighting or whatever. So they're finally getting to this point where they're like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll have some events and we'll see how it goes. And I went to one, was it October, November, somewhere in that time frame and somehow got wrangled into being a ref. I was going like, to ask about that. I saw that and I was like, man, how was that? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> so the guy who runs the school that I teach out of, he said, hey, would you be interested in being an MMA ref? And I said, well... You know, I've watched enough, maybe, I don't know. He said, well, <laughs> nobody else really knows how to do it, and you're the only guy who's really seen MMA and teaches jiu-jitsu, so how would you feel about it? I said, okay, let's try it out. So we traveled three hours, go to this MMA fight. Uh, had some interesting conversations because there is a language barrier, and you know, I'm very appreciative to the Germans for knowing some English, and I'm trying to learn my German as well. And we had the rules meeting, so there was very much like... Uh, Elbow strikes ist verboten. So saying like elbow strikes are not permitted. <laughs> elbow ace bad. <laughs> yeah. Elbow is not good. No elbow to face. <laughs> so I ref two. I ref the only the two. El- did you get the old nine a lot? Nine, nine, nine. I, I did, did actually. I yes. Did, I did yell nine at one point after. Um, so the second fight I refed, I mean, like I said, these guys are taking it to each other. Uh, it was 205. It would be about R205. Uh, weight class and the dude jumps on the guy guy tries to invert guard Ooh. i don't know but <laughs> but his inverted guard gets stalled halfway through the invert oh, no. and he's getting his face punched in i'm like you gotta do something gotta do something thinking back he probably didn't understand me but i feel, <laughs> feel bad for the guy so eventually he turtles and the guy uh starts punching him up underneath the turtle and i call the fight and he keeps going Oh, so I scream nine and grab him mm-hmm. and carry him across the <laughs> ring. Well, you, you got to figure that that is a universal language is the grab yeah, and like, carry. When, when I pick you up belly to belly, like, you know, for belly to belly suplex. Yeah. And I throw you in the corner of the ring and say nine again. That gets the, the fight over, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, and, tur- uh, turning upside down and getting punched in the face. Also a universal language. <laughs> you know, I was like. I kind of sat there. I was like, I need to give this guy a chance to fight back. And I'm just watching his face bounce off the mat. Like, you know, fist, face, mat, comes back up, gets hit again. But he moved and went to turtle, and that's how it ended. Yeah, you know, as someone that is a big fan of the inverted guard, personally, I'm not a fan of the inverted guard if it involves me getting punched in the face repeatedly. That's, that's not <laughs> something I'm interested in. Yeah, it adds a whole new aspect to <laughs> uh, getting hit to uh, the whole. You know, you doing jujitsu and MMA. Yeah, there's a lot of you can do a lot of great stuff in MMA with jujitsu. But I kind of advise against my guys trying to do inverted anything mm-hmm. in a uh, MMA setting. It's one of those things that, like, I, you know, I think Ryan Hall has shown people, and like, I, I'll be interested to see the impact of Ryan Hall on uh, other MMA because there's going to be Barum Yolo everywhere. Well, see, and this is the thing. As someone that loves Barum Bolo and really loves no, Lego. Barum Yolo. Barum Yolo. There's that Absolutely. flying thing that he does. He does like the flying 50-50 or something. Yeah, which right? is, which which is I, mean, I call that Barum Yolo. Anything I don't understand, I'm just going to call it Barum Yolo. I actually call my Barum Bolo Barum Yolo anyway yeah. just because it bothers people. Um, but but it's, I have a little bit of the Intern troll Chris, in Intern Chris, eat your cake. 
Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> He's eating his cake. It's important. It's important to be tasteful. Trevor has eaten all of his cake, which it was I so good. Oh yeah, dude. I've got a picture picture of the so drunk cake. on vegan cake. <laughs> Absolutely. We got cake and coffee up in here at the yeah. the, the cage side. Right, back, back to the martial arts. Sorry. I yeah. No worries. Well, so I'll be interested to get <laughs> Rob. It's so shameful. No, man, Chris. There's no shame. You, you gotta cover <laughs> cover those abs with that cake. You make eye contact uh, just... when you eat cake. So, cake's, so back... cake's good stuff. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. I like cake. I'm uh, like Daniel Cormier. I'm all about that cake. <laughs> all about that cake. If you haven't seen the Daniel Cormier all about that cake video, you should Google that and check it out. <laughs> but sorry. back to leg locks and barambolos in, in MMA. I'll be interested because so Ryan Hall, obviously a top level practitioner of jiu-jitsu, top top level martial artist, top you know, and w- won the Ultimate Fighter. And one of the things that he did successfully was he would pull guard right into leg lock positions and attack and this is something that obviously he's an elite guy and is able to do that and i'm a firm believer if if i can do it to you what i love about the martial arts uh, what i love about jiu-jitsu and muay thai is like they're all about effectiveness if things are effective they're going to keep going if they're not they're not but i worry that people that are not necessarily on the level of whole uh, well we'll break some news on that in a second Uh, but i worry that people that are not on that level um are going to start like emulating that as something like, hey, Ryan Hall does this. I'm just going to dive underneath a cat and try to heel hook him, and then bad things are going to ensue. What do you, what do you think, Rob? Uh, you know, they say imitation is the most sincerest form of flattery, and while that's great, people picking you up and slamming you is a pretty good uh, stop or getting, you know, punch them in the face. I think if you are at Ryan Hall's level and it works for you, that's great. Uh, I've heard a lot, if something's stupid, but it works for you. It's not stupid anymore. Right. So if if the, you see a lot of guys working these leg locks, it's just like in jujitsu. Uh, jujitsu leg locks have become huge now. It's like I feel like it's hitting that point now where it's getting very popular. It might thanks drop Paul off Harris. again. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Thanks, Gary Tonin, no, like all these guys yeah. just heel hooking and knee barring people to you know to finish fights, and it's great. I love it. But for some of these guys, I guess if they're going to try to attempt to emulate this style they really they really should be trying to drill it and make sure it's only just one tool in their toolbox and not you know the only thing they do because then you're going to run into a lot of you know people on the uh was it the injury list and the yeah uh, athletic commission suspension and- i, I kind of see like this is going to look what uh like when uh, Pettis did the Showtime kick. You all of a sudden you see a bunch of amateurs trying to fight and throw Showtime kicks, and they're kind of falling on their head. I see a bunch of people in the future that are amateurs trying to do flying fifty-fifty and just getting like hammer fisted like, to hammer oblivion. Fisted into oblivion. <laughs> Dude, and I can't yes. wait to see it. <laughs> Dudes, we're it's gonna like, oh, I missed and just popped right in the face. So guys, we're gonna pause for just a second because uh, we have we have some breaking news that Trevor has just alerted me to. And uh, uh, Brad Morris and and Matt Brown from Pro Jitsu, you guys might want to listen in because I think we I think I think we might have have an offer for you because CJ Murdoch has just posted to our Facebook page that he is willing to compete against Jeff Munson. CJ Murdoch, Black Belt. Wait, even, oh, look are at you, Rob's face. Are you face. drinking wine? Look at Rob's face. Um, no. Is that grape soda? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm drinking wine. It's, yeah. it's 4.42 p.m. here. I can, I can be classy and drink wine. At this Time time to wind down. Rob, you can drink that. You can toast the C.J. Murdoch-Jeff Munson match. There because, we go. Like, hey, and there's, you know, there he is toasting. There we go. You know, I mean, it's, cheers to you. Cheers, cheers to, to C.J. Murdoch. And, like, and like, look, it's Pro Jitsu's organization, so we're not trying to, to horn in on their action or help them make matches. Or we are trying to, we're to, trying to help, help make matches. I want to see that. I mean, CJ's wow. my boy. Wow. Like, see, frankly, C.J., I've never seen C.J. have a boring match, period, no. against yeah. anybody. 
And for the opportunity of CJ, who's an up-and-coming guy who just, just spent got, six months in Brazil with some animals. Just training and training and training. For him to compete against a guy like Jeff Munson, who's a veteran who has done so much in grappling and in martial arts generally, I think that would be a sick match. And yes. so if we can play a role in facilitating that happening, I think that's something that would make a lot of people happy. And uh, by the way, we love you, CJ Murdoch, and we're, hope, we're glad you're going to be back in North Carolina yeah. soon. All right, back to the hob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I got to ask, um, how does it feel to have your own program going now, man? And how did that come about? Because you started at a kickboxing gym, and now it's kind of it's growing is what it seems. You've got guys training the ground karate out there. It's uh, it's pretty interesting, like, how it came to be. And I guess it's kind of, like, not a cool story, but it, it kind of hurts me, like, in the jujitsu sense, mm-hmm. how it came to be. But um, so one of the guys who used to train here, Joe, he's a blue belt under, you know, Andre. And he moved. So they said, we don't have a jiu-jitsu guy. Would you like to just come up here and train? I said, absolutely. I'll teach. Just let me train and I'll be happy. So the issue was that when I was here looking for jiu-jitsu, there was very limited options. There's a black belt out here and there's another purple belt out here. And both of those guys train only whole class two days a week. And the black belt told me that he would not teach unless there are four people on the mat so i'm like getting all geed up i've got my gi on i'm excited like oh it's just you and me and he's like no i'm not going to teach because there's not enough people on the mat so like that's that stinks man i really want to roll bummer, over man that's a it that, is what the heck why what the, way to pull a paredes man <laughs> yeah no what in the world <laughs> Well, well, like I said, it really upset me because you know I like rolling. I don't care what the outcome of a roll is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do, let's do jujitsu. That's how I don't get crazy. That's how I relax. That's how I learn stuff. It's the best thing. Why don't we roll? I don't care if you beat me or I beat you. Let's just roll. And no, it didn't happen. So I was like, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to start teaching. America. So... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> big Rob's that. big American school of jiu-jitsu. <laughs> That's right. So thankfully, the amazing people at the uh, MWR for uh, Wiesbaden, you know, we had talks. We talked about starting a program. And I was like, it's probably just going to be guys who have never grappled before, guys and girls who never grappled before, just looking for an outlet. You know, combatives is very, uh, very popular in the Army. So why don't I just do that? And lo and behold, it actually brought some people in that I had no idea were on the base. We had a uh, we had a guy who's a brown belt in judo, who's in there. He's teaching throws and awesome. We have a uh, Peter who's a like an old. He's a, he's an older guy, but he was out in San Francisco and got his brown belt under uh, Half Gracie. Oh wow, wow. So, yeah, so he came up to me and he's like, "I don't want to teach. I just want to train." I was like, "Whatever, man. You just come <laughs> in, beat me up, and I learn stuff, and we're all happy." So. I'm teaching five days a week now. That's awesome. Heck doing yeah. jiu-jitsu. Do you find that but, teaching improves your jiu-jitsu? Does it reinforce your commitment to the fundamentals? or do you find, How do you feel that uh, that aids you in your own journey, or does it? Uh, it does, because the main thing I try to do with jiu-jitsu is make them better than I was kind of like at that same point in time when I was doing jiu-jitsu. So if one of my biggest things was I had no idea how to – you know, escape somebody on the, uh, mounting me. So I had to really work on, you know, my UPA drills. I work on recovering guard. So I want to make sure these guys have that skill set too. So having to drill that over and over and over again and showing it or, you know, scissor sweeps and 
pretty much all the other basics really has helped me maintain my grasp of the basics. And it helps out even like at purple belt level. I'm still scissor sweeping people. I still can hit them with the UPA from their mount. You know, it's, it does help. And it gives me a good perspective on the, uh, on kind of the level of where I need to be as well. So if I'm going to show them like, uh, like an elevator sweep, I need to make sure my elevator sweeps really good. So I want to talk to you, I want to shift gears a little and talk to you about the podcast. Like, how did you get the idea to start the Big Jiu-Jitsu podcast? You've done a bunch of episodes now, and so how do you, so I want to, I want to know about how you got started, and I want to know how it's changed from the first time you did it until the episodes that you're releasing now. Well, um, my friend Sean, who uh, Trevor is uh, pretty familiar with now, he's a... Uh, <laughs> roller dogs. We start roller dogs. That's all we're about. Yeah. That's, we like grilling. We like the simple things in life, yeah. Fanta, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and getting roller dogs. I mean, Grant, we've talked all about getting roller dogs, but I don't think we've ever actively gone to like a convenience store and gotten them. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, my, I, I respect my, uh, I guess my body, not quite as much as I should, but enough not to eat a roller dog. Yeah. So yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Sean worked in the same building as I did. And I was like, Hey man, how about a podcast? He's like, well, why not? Let's try it. We have perspectives and views, and I think we're both kind of funny, so maybe we could try a podcast, see where that goes. And uh, the setup was awful. So I said, what do we need for a podcast? I like, well, I got a laptop. That's good. Uh, let's, I got this USB mic that I used for playing Counter-Strike back in the day. That should, that should be good, too. Yeah, it sounded terrible. So <laughs> it was... Um, <laughs> It sounded like we recorded it in a tin can with – it's just awful. If you go all the way back to the beginning, it sounds terrible. And we had no intro music. We didn't really, even really have the nicknames at that point too. But so we wanted to kind You've of always focus. always been my Lord Humongous. Oh, <laughs> shit. <Nice>. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're too kind to me. Uh, you stop it. <laughs> so how but, was uh, – yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. So – it just went from there. We wanted to really focus on not just like big names because we don't want to repeat the same stuff that some of these other jujitsu podcasts do where they're like, uh, how did you feel about winning worlds? And then they give generic answer. Like we really want to get into just like talking to them because then that's when they really offer a perspective you don't normally hear about. And uh, we just started out with small guests from the gym moved on to some people online i was like who wants to be a guest and they're like oh i'm a white belt i'm like perfect come on in let's talk about it and then we finally moved up to some of the bigger people like uh, we just had kurt osiander on the show uh kyle watson mm-hmm. i just did an interview with keith owens so, i mean we do get big names but we still want to keep it to like the everyday jiu-jitsu person most definitely so do you want to talk about sasquatch because it seems like you look for excuses to talk about sasquatch uh, most of the time I do. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm from the Pacific Northwest where we love some, we love us some Sasquatch legitimately. Uh, I, I don't know if you really want to talk about Sasquatch or not, but. Oh, I'm up for anything. I'll talk about <laughs> Sasquatch. <laughs> so, but anyway, so like, so who would win uh, Sasquatch versus Captain America in a grappling match? Well, Captain America know, Sasqu- doesn't, doesn't get to use the shield. So, okay. Like, I would hope not, because that's kind of, you know, yeah. I'm sure all the major organizations would ban, yeah. like, any weapon use, but... Mm-hmm. All right, so we're looking at, like, an EBI Sasquatch versus Captain America match. Yeah, we could do EBI. We could do we could do true sub-only rules, whatever whatever you think. I mean, if you think mm-hmm. there'd be a distinction in who would win, 
Like, I, you know, honestly, for the amount of damage Captain America has done to somebody, you know, if you watch the Avengers movies or you, you've read the comic books, mm-hmm. he's got, he takes a lot of damage. But Sasquatch, you know, he's got that wild animal factor that I think could really mess with Captain America. And if he gets his hand, you know, position, positions himself just right, I think Sasquatch could probably choke out Captain America. Mm-hmm. But that's one of those, like, very rare like it's a small percentage i think captain america would take it captain america takes it most of the time i agree i have to agree you know captain america with the super serum him actually having some jujitsu knowledge i kind of want to say it would be like watching i don't know the, the, I don't have any kind of comparison. The, I, I go for Cap. I have his shield tattooed on my arm. The, the critical so issue. The, the critical issue is: Does the Super Soldier Serum make you piss hot? Because if it does, ooh, yeah, and like, like you know, and and because you know that Sasquatch isn't on anything more performance enhancing than like fresh raw salmon or like some eat, mountain like blueberries. Maybe yeah. he strolls through like a marijuana <laughs> field, and, and yeah. all of a sudden they're both pissing hot. It would be like the Eddie Bravo Invitation. It would be like the, it would be EBI, man. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, comes like, a Sasquatch stone out of his mind with dreadlocked, dreadlocked fur and, you know, that, just that, gets on the mat, rolls. That, that'll be your whatever. next shirt just for your, your Northwest uh, fans. Oh, dude. A dreadlocked Sasquatch. Dude, honestly, like, <laughs> we should, like, for the second line, we're making the first line of Concussion Cast t-shirts now, but for the second line, maybe it could be, like, absolute finals, because it would be an absolute open weight class match, because Sasquatch is clearly larger than Captain America, but absolute finals, Captain America versus Sasquatch. So... Yeah. That'd be a good shirt. Yeah, I, I think so. I want to make a big Rob's big American school of jujitsu now. <laughs> right? No, that, that that's that. I smell. I smell by rate. I yep. smell merchandising. <laughs> big school of American jujitsu. I think we could work that. Oh yeah, I think. So, what's next for the Big Jujitsu Podcast? Like, do you have any kind of plans to like? You're just going to keep producing episodes? Or are there big plans in the future to expand? What's the next big thing you want to do? Well, we we just started expanding. One of the guys who's on our show, Jonathan Hill, he likes he wrote articles for Jiu-Jitsu Times, and he's kind of like, I'd like to do my own thing. So I said, hey, we've got a web page, got a Facebook page, write articles, I'll put them up. So he started, he wrote a couple articles, and he said, well, some people are coming to me and they're interested in writing. I said, okay, tell them I can't pay them because we're all we all work for free pretty much, but. You know, they can write whatever, and as long as it's pertinent and they're not pumping out like BuzzFeed articles, then absolutely. So, we have about seven writers now working on articles, and eventually, we wanted to start doing some video stuff as well. So, we, we still publish the, uh, the podcast to YouTube, but we're looking at doing some other stuff as well on YouTube. That's really exciting. I mean, you know, Trevor and I, of course, get paid annual salaries of seven figures, while intern Chris just does all the real work. We're, wow, we're, on, the, nice. we're, we're, we're on that free fitty. Uh, yeah, the free, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the free fitty. We're doing it for the love, guys. We're doing it for the love. <laughs> um, so we have a couple more minutes with, with Rob Austin, Rob the Lord Humongous. Is there anything that we've asked about that you want to talk about that, that, that you want the people to know, either about you, your training, or the, your, your teaching, or, or the podcast that we just haven't talked about so far? Um, nothing really aside from do jujitsu or do martial arts because you want to do it, not because you feel like there's some sort of like social, like society pressure. I mean, I've heard that a lot. Like, oh, you know, I have to be really good because everybody only cares about the winners and stuff. Just do it because you love it. So hopefully there's not a lot of that going on, but I've run into people who say, you know, I have to train like this because I have to win. Do you have to, or no, do you just, want to do it because yeah. you want to be better as a person? Mm-hmm. 
So that's my advice. I think that's a great point because, like, more than once I've had white belts come to me and say, man, losing is not an option for me. I'm like, man, do you know who the white belt state champion was last year? And they're like, no. I was like, neither does anyone else. That's right. You know, and and, and it's, which is not to say it's not important. You know, we all have goals and, you know, you should strive to improve yourself and be the best you can be. But, like, man, at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the day, we're doing this to have fun. We're doing this to improve our lives. We're doing this to, to become better people. And like winning is a, an outgrowth of that, not the primary reason that, that one should one should do that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's all about the, the inner growth, your personal journey. It's not about comparing yourself to anybody else. Wrong. I compare myself to Rob Austin all the time. I compare oh. myself. <laughs> I compare myself to. Cap- <laughs> I, I, I compare myself to both Captain America and Sasquatch, and I'm shorter and more vegan than both. Although, nah, Sasquatch probably isn't vegan. He probably eats. He gotta eat salmon, right? Yeah. Gotta yeah. eat salmon. Well, it, his muscle structure. He has to have some. Protein have you seen those diet. Sasquatch gains? That comes from eating meat. <laughs> <homie>. Sasquatch gains. <laughs> Hashtag Sasquatch gains. I'm gonna use that now. <laughs> Absolutely, you should. Well, Rob, it has been awesome talking to you. I really, I really appreciate you calling in. I hope you enjoy your glass of wine and the rest of your day. Oh, thank you. Do you have any shout outs you want to get render before before we sit, sign off? Uh, yeah, I'll do them real, real quick. Uh, Shootbox Academy out in Sierra Vista, TFTC Academy, anywhere you want in North Carolina. <laughs> uh, Team Matt Larson, um, AMAG, Combatives Gear, thanks for the cool stuff. Uh, and of course, Big Jiu Jitsu Show, Sean, Matt, Jonathan bigjujitsu.com please check us out and you guys you guys are doing great stuff for north carolina i really do enjoy listening to you guys Aww. every week it's on my podcast download Dude, thanks so much rob guys be sure and check out the the, the show at bigjujitsu.com you can also subscribe and uh and rob thanks so much best of luck and it's always a pleasure talking to you man thanks guys always always good to hear from you guys can't wait to see you again bud bye all right take care very soon bye oh yeah very soon <laughs> Was we a, so that was a great interview. I had a lot of fun talking to Rob. Um, we just have a couple minutes left, and I want to talk about some of the upcoming events for the Concussion Cast. And so, the upcoming Concussion Cast big top freak show fundraiser. I don't know. I'm getting really excited. The, I, 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 the, that's up, not the official name, but that's just it what should came to be. Mind. It I'm should be the pounding official the name. table like a child. It should be the official <laughs> name. The upcoming like we call it the the, the the main title is the Concussion Cast Carnival, but the yeah. upcoming freak show Concussion Cast Big Top fundraiser May first Durham Central Park. Hashtag happy, happy, fun time. Happy, happy, fun time indeed. We have a suggested donation of 10 bucks that goes to help Cage Side MMA expand. Cage Side that helps a lot of folks in the community. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have so many fun events. Guys, I can't wait to announce, start yeah, announcing. Who, who are the, the there's, uh, you have other people coming out for uh, fundraiser stuff. You have other people from the radio station coming in, correct? Yeah, absolutely. For- we have a lot of people from Whoop Shows. We have mm-hmm. some of the other Whoop hosts that are coming in, coming in that you'll be able to check it out. They're going to be jujitsu super fights. They're going to be food trucks. There's going to be a dunk tank where you can dunk me and Trevor. It's going to be great. Hold the date. And I can't start announcing matches just yet, but there will be free jujitsu seminars, free Muay Thai seminars, free women's self-defense seminars. So come out and learn you some martial arts. And there's going to be uh, really intense jujitsu matches that are going to have some names that are going to blow your mind. So that's coming out in a couple in a couple of months. Please uh, save May first on your calendar. And before uh, we get on out of here, one other thing I want to promote: next week is our Valentine's Day show because our show is going to come out on Valentine's Day. So we want to know why you love BJJ, why you love Muay Thai, why you love MMA, whatever martial art you do. And if you could, if you fell in love with jujitsu 
or MMA or Muay Thai or whatever it is, call and tell us. We have a Google Voice number, 360-389-2830. That's 360-389-2830. You can call and leave us a message, and we're going to play your messages on our Valentine's Day show. And you might also get one of our several special Valentines that we plan to give out. It may or may not be vegan cake. Probably vegan cake. Probably vegan cake. But trust us. Delivered to you by a shirtless intern. (laughs) Exactly. Chris is like, what? No. But it, but seriously, guys, call 360-389-2830. Tell us how you fell in love with the martial arts. Trevor, do you have any anything you want to say before we get on out of here? Um, at the uh, at the Cage Side Spectacular, I will be taking donations in both equipment and money um, for a friend of mine. She is starting a women's self-defense and kickboxing program at a school in West Virginia. It's an all-girls school. I'll go into more detail about that later on. Yeah, There's a student of mine doing some good stuff. That's awesome. We definitely want to have her on the show at some point as well. So come out and support some great causes and have a great time on May 1st. And as for us, I am Jeff Shaw. That is intern Chris and Trevor Hayes. We are going to let Tune in the Real Law play us out. Thank you all so much for listening. See you next Sunday for Valentine's Day. Innovative, often duplicated When enough people get on the trend I elevate it, make it way harder For them to follow what I take It hard to swallow like a lozenger Lodged in your trachea Goodness gracious, bruh I can never make this up